Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Repeater. My name is Evan. And I'm Pat. And with us today is the human ball of energy and good vibes <laughs> known as Amanda Giobi. Hello, 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 hello. I got to put that on my tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. Okay, great. It's true. Great. Um, Amanda is here to talk to us about a song that means a lot to her. Yes. Uh, a good tune. And before we get into that, we're going to talk about something we've been listening to lately. Okay. Pat? Cool. Uh, I've been listening to a band called Nervous Dater. Their album came out this past year. Uh, and, ooh, did that song? Ooh. Turns out that when I downloaded it to my phone, it only put tracks 2 to 10 on here. <laughs> I'm taking notes. I need you to know I'm literally, I'm stopping to take notes. So You're Taking notes. Taking notes, taking names. Yeah, so uh, the album is called Don't Be a Stranger, and the track that I am super into, um, because I assumed it was the first track, but it turns out it's the second, is called Fun Dumpster. Ooh! Uh, they are a lot of fun, and that's it. That, I like, they're, they're not a dumpster. They're, yeah. they're a ball of joy as well. That's, I like them so much. What a good name, first of all. I'm hooked yeah. by uh, Nervous Dater. I'm it's hooked. a great name. I'm hooked. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Yeah. Um... I've been listening to recently a band that Pat and I both listened to a little bit, but I've ne- I had yet to check out their most recent album, which is uh, Meat Wave's <gasps> album from last year. Okay, um, I'm taking notes. Meat Wave, <laughs> another great name for a band. Yes. Uh, their album's called The Incessant, and uh, I like the track. There's a track called uh, Glass Teeth that is a good, good tune. Oh they're 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 a rocking band. Um, yeah, I dig them quite a bit. I oh that's um, I can't wait to listen tonight. I will literally get on the train and be like, here we go. <laughs> Anybody? I mean, I think it's the coolest. Any any time that somebody sends me tracks is the best. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have been. I get, I've gotten really into music that has like an insane exercise like beat with mm-hmm. no actual <laughs> lyrics. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um. So I've I'm really currently into a band called Jai Wolf. And they have a song called Indian Summer Mm -hmm. that's just like, uh, screaming is not the right word. It's like half moaning, but it's like just, it's not lyrical at all, but it has this insane beat that you could relax to or exercise to. (gasps) I like that. Yeah, it's That is really good. (laughs) I'll send it to you. I got to tell you, I think you'd be proud of me. I took my first spin class today. Tell me, tell me. I took my first spin class today. Tell me, Evan, how was it? It was exactly what I expected. (laughs) (laughs) And like I was the only man. Of course. Of course. Of course. It was actually I showed up I was like coming in right under the wire. Yes. Like the class was about to start and it was already named Girl Gang. And then they were like, now it's Girl Gang plus Evan. Evan, <laughs> that's so did you take that kind of spin class where they put your results up on the board? They don't do that, but okay. we all have an app that tells us our results. Okay. So like you know. Yeah. And it actually tells you in the little on the bike, a little monitor in front of you, what place you're in at all times. That is so scary. And I don't really know what place means because I think no. it's just a met- metric that they've made up because yes. you're all just on a bike yes. going nowhere. Yes. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it exactly. I don't get how they yeah. I don't get how they measure. I mean, I'm an intelligent woman and I still don't get the breakdowns of how they, they do it. They call it like a power score. And yeah. I don't know. There's got, it seems so complex. What's going on to this power score? What's, is, and how do they know? How does this bike know? know? I, I take a class normally that doesn't um, give you any kind of metrics, but I took mm. one when visiting a friend that did, and I got an email that was like, congratulations, you were in place 11 out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I'm it. bad. 
You weren't last. I wasn't last, but that's not great. Look at this. Look, our generation. We get a congratulations email for finishing 11 out of 11 12. 11 out of 12. <laughs> it should have just said, it just should have said, hey, you finished this. Hey. Here's where you ranked. You you paid us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the results of your payment. Yes. Isn't that This is our nuts, branded though? receipt. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun experience. I'm so glad. Uh, can yeah. I get you to go with me sometime? Probably. Okay, great. Yeah. I won't I'll at the end of it I'll give you something that says you are number one in my either. heart. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I don't know how much I have to pay for it, but <laughs> I'll give you one that says you are number eleven of twelve, of 12. in my yeah. heart. Yeah. Eleven of actually eleven, you know. Yeah. Just let's be let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. What song did you want to talk? to us about today. Okay, I, I feel like I should let people know how hard this was for me. Yeah, I went let us through, know. Um, I'm sure you, you would be like this too if you chose. Mm-hmm. I went through the different types of genres that I was picking and going through, it was like ranged everywhere from Simon and Garfunkel to Katy Perry to, <laughs> and I ended up choosing Sufjan Stevens, mm. who's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, but I, I kept texting Evan and saying like, just one or (laughs) like 20 or just one. Mm -hmm. Um, So I picked Impossible Soul by Sufjan Stevens, which is on one of his uh, later albums. And it's forever long. It's over 25 minutes. Is that right? Yeah, it's just over 25 minutes, about 25 and a half minutes. Yeah, isn't that nuts? And I tend to, uh, I love songs that are that long. I feel like you can like just really sink into them. and especially us as comedians, how nuts that somebody wrote a song that's the length of an entire show that I would put up, <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's, it's crazy. And so this particular song, it feels like, it feels like a show. It feels like being entertained mm-hmm. where there's so many different aspects to it that you're almost, you're, you're shifted so many times yeah. that it's, I, it's one of my favorites. Well, let's um, listen to a very short clip of it okay. because... Any clip we listen to is going to be very short compared to the total length of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it's uh, it's one eleventh of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so this part is like so dreamy, yeah. where he's just like plucking the guitar, and it's yeah. so beautiful. And he's saying the most painful things. Yeah. He's telling this girl that, uh, like, who he just hooked up with. Did you think that I'd stay the night? Did you think I'd love you forever? But he sang it in this like lovely voice. And he's saying what she says, which is we could do much more together. So it's like if they were actually a partnership and he's saying like, no, this was just a one-time thing. But when you listen to him, it sounds like he's being so romantic Uh, and it's just painful. Yeah. He's a little trickster. He's a little trickster. And this is like almost at the end of the almost song so you have to like oh yeah so you've been through like there's like a part where it sounds like robots made an album and there's like a part that sounds like it's true rock Sufjan and then it's this that's like sounds like he's singing a lullaby and he's breaking her heart oh I hate it right it's, it's I hate it but I love it I hate it but I love it because he's um, I appreciate him in general because he's so honest so I feel like it has to uh you have to let go of your pride for a second if you're willing to say like, hey, I'm kind of an ass sometimes when it comes to date. Like here's yeah. something yeah. that I yeah. said to somebody, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's very, it's got some element of, you know, self-realization in it, self-awareness yeah. as yeah. to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it sounds like we have an idea already of maybe why you chose this song. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but we're going to kind of like try to give our own, maybe what we thought before. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? I love. A little guess. Do you have something, Pat? I do, yeah. Um, I think you were a big fan of Sufjan from Illinois or prior, any time in there. And you're very excited for this album to come out. And when it g- gets to this track... You're listening to it and you really like it and maybe you sort of zone out a little bit and then have that moment of realization of, oh, this song is still going. Yeah. And it's still going and it's still going. And by the end, you were just enthralled with the fact that it's a 25-minute song. Mm. My guess is somewhat similar and, and, and was my guess before. We heard a little hint before. But I think that there is a element of this song that is so theatrical, even though it's not uh, a particularly grand song, like um, sonically, you know, it's a pretty, it's pretty tight and quiet a lot of the time. But I think there's so much happening that uh, my, my, my thought of you listening to this song <laughs> is very much like, ooh, Sufjan, what are you doing now? Like, where, you're doing this now? That's not what you were doing before. And that it's kind of like uh, you just are delighted by where he tries to take it each, like each, uh, each movement almost, yeah. if, if we could call it that within this sort of song. Yeah. So just that simple, that, that delight of like, where does this story go next? Yeah. Do I get to tell you? Yeah. Who's now, right? now just tell us why you chose it. I, well, you're both right. I mean, you're always right in, <laughs> in my book, in my heart. Uh, Pat's right where, uh, like it is, it is one that you just got lost. This is, I'm, can I tell a story mm-hmm. too? Yeah, please. One of my, uh, I love Sufjan forever, and I did start loving him with Illinois. I mean, <clears throat> that uh, what um, I was in college at the time, but to me, I, this is before I thought that I was creative myself. That was like such a mind blowing thing to be like, oh, he's going to take all the states and do an mm-hmm. album. Like, how creative is that? And what can you, especially when you pick out songs like John Wayne Gacy, where yeah. you're like, oh my God, he just made a song about a serial killer. Like, what? And again, it's the same trick. I think I like to be tricked. Uh, <laughs> that song is like so, like, slow and fluid mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, it's about some like how a man killed lots of people. Yeah. So uh, he's just interesting. So you're exactly right. I loved him forever. And this song um, I had discovered ahead of time, but I actually had a breakup during this song. And it's like, it's probably the most like dramatic breakup I've had. I mean, dramatic in the, the way that I remember it, but <laughs> I dated a boy in, in high school into college. Mm-hmm. And then we, I, I was the monster to him. We broke up, uh, because like I, I broke up with him. And then 10 years later, um, I was doing social work at the time he moved, uh, to the same city where I was not for me, but, um, and started, he was a school teacher, uh, for like at one of the schools that I worked at. And so we like started seeing each other again. And then I was like, okay, I have to, I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to tell him that I'm still in love with him. Like, I, th- I think that this is it. And I had brought over, I mean, I think at that point it was like, I made a copy of the CD. Mm-hmm. I don't know what mm-hmm. I did, but I had made a copy of it. And I was like telling him my feelings. And he then rejected me based off of 10 years prior, which he had full rights to do, saying like, oh, I just don't trust that that won't happen again. And it all happened in this 25 oh minutes. Like, 
So I think it's also ingrained in my head of like, oh, I am Sufyan. And then he was Sufyan. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so, inter- like I had a full life experience in the midst of this song. Yeah. Which actually I just thought of that now. I didn't even come in thinking of that. But um, like I just wonder if that, like, so I like discovered like a, uh, myself like in the period of that song and like went through a whole circle of life with this man while oh it was playing God. in the background. Is that That nuts? is such Cinematic. the power of a long song. <laughs> you can't you can't get that much of a breakup in with a short song. You can't. You're going to end up having like this perfectly moody song that's on yes. and something horrible and sad will be happening, but then it's going to switch and be upbeat and totally, <laughs> like totally wrong for the moment. That's exactly right. But, hey, hang but, on. I'm going to go play that again. Yeah. But this song... This song was carries long you all the way through a horrible experience to break up a relationship that really had been together for like over fifteen years. Dear Lord, isn't that nuts? So you're Pat. So you're right. I did it. And Evan's also right, of course. You did it because uh, he. If you ever see Sufjan live, I mean, mm-hmm. he's like, he's the type of cuckoo bananas that I am. I think where he's just like he just doesn't care how weird he is, and he's so weird, and it it was. It's really beautiful, um, but it's so dramatic. Like yeah. he's this—he's not like me in this way, but he's very unassuming looking, and he sort of is quiet. And uh, but everything about what he does is theatrical, and his so- like songs like this are so theatrical. And I can just like daydream what he would do with it live. He always has like props that go throughout the whole audience and things that fall from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are ones where it'd be like, oh my gosh. And then by the end, of course, I daydream like he'd just be, he'd wipe it all away and he'd be sitting there by himself, no one else with his guitar at the end. So it really mm-hmm. is the theatrics of like, oh yeah, this is, it's a little drama in 25 minutes. Yeah. And it's, it is a long, so 25 minutes if you're not accustomed to listening to songs that long yeah. can feel intimidating and this song definitely takes you for a ride even though it's kind of it feels simple for the most part through the whole time yeah but by the end it's like yeah that was that was a lot right yeah he breaks it up i was trying to you know full disclosure since you picked this song i've only had a chance to listen to it about four times (laughs) (laughs) only two hours have i spent listening to this song alone only two okay sorry I got to put in more effort. Yeah, I got to put in more effort. But (laughs) on my last listen, it's like roughly four distinct um, movements. Yeah. And with these transitional elements in between them. And so I think that's the thing, too, where if anyone listening thinks that this is a really daunting song to listen to, it's really it's an EP within an LP. It is its own little album because these four different parts can function independently. He could play any of them just as their own song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think they would stand on their own just fine. Yeah. You know, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I also have only been able to listen to it about four or five times. <laughs> uh, That's wow, two, two, two and a half hours. That. <laughs> yeah. I know. Some time, dude. All right, Pat. <laughs> Took a long lunch break. <laughs> uh, but it also, it kind of depends how you're listening to it. Yeah. Like I kind of, I listened to it the first time on kind of not great earbuds. Yep listen to it on my nice headphones at work yep. on speakers and if you're busy with something and it it always changes yeah and i think that's that's why i like really long songs yeah because they kind of recontextualize themselves depending on how you're listening to yeah. it or who you're around or what's happening that's so true i think that there'd probably be parts of the song that depending on 
how anxious I was running that day, I probably couldn't take some of the chunks. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like it is some, it's, it can be like wild at times. A little synthy. Yeah. Yeah. Is. Where I could imagine it almost like driving me into more um, like heart palpitations if you're not in the right headspace. So it's interesting to, mm-hmm. uh, to like, it's that diverse of a song. Where it's like, oh, there's one that I would go to bed to and one that, I mean, like, fall asleep to. <laughs> and one that <laughs> I would, uh, like, one that's so scattered that it, like, couldn't, couldn't yeah. really make yeah. someone nervous. <laughs> and I mean that, I think that Cynthia part that we're discussing, I think it's maybe, like, the second or third. Yeah. I think, I think it's the second part of the song, like, Chunk, maybe, is it almost like <clears throat> the melody that he's singing and the use of, um, auto-tune and everything is really actually not that different than a lot of hip-hop or R&B right. that was out in 2010 right. when this album came out. Right. You know, he yeah. was yeah. really channeling something that was like very outside his genre. Yeah. And he does it for a minute or two, you yeah. know, and then it kind of goes into something that's synthy but more of his own sound right. in a really cool, really interesting way. Yeah. Yeah, he did that with Age of Odds just in general. Like mm-hmm. it just got really like kooky uh mm-hmm. and used a ton of like the moment he starts using auto-tune i just love it because i'm like <laughs> he's what a cool dude that he's like okay i got a great voice but i'll try this and it just gets really weird and uh like what he does with the keyboard i think is so interesting yeah yeah so you've seen him live i used to I, in my college days that sounds so funny uh i mean so what good like old college in days. my good old college days like 15 years ago there was a time that uh i was following around weezer jimmy world and sufjan mm. like those were the three that i would just find where they were going close to me mm-hmm. and i would go yeah. um so sufjan i've seen so many times uh to the point where the kennedy center he did a free concert maybe in like February of 04, February of 04, 05. And he said um, like, hey, free concert, just wait in line for tickets, like first come, first serve mm-hmm. kind of idea. And I slept on like outside of the Kennedy Center in February in <laughs> Washington, D.C. with a bunch of my friends. And we got tickets to go see the show, which I think was the next day. I mean, it's like, it's funny now being 35, thinking like, one, I'd never do that. And two, <laughs> like, did I go the next day? Wasn't I tired? Yeah. <laughs> how did what, how'd I do that? Or maybe it was later. I truly don't remember. Um, but it, so I've seen him a bunch of times and I saw him before I moved to New York. I would come up to New York to see him. So I think that's also why he has a nice special place for me, which is yeah. um, uh, this was the same, which was hard about not choosing Simon and Garfunkel. I, I didn't move to New York. I've only lived here for six years. Um but there are certain artists that like make you, I felt like I knew I was meant to live in New York by just listening to albums. That sounds mm. so weird, but like, yeah, but I get that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And Simon and Garfunkel and Sufjan and Billy Joel, like there's just a couple connectors for me that it's like, I remember listening either as a kid or as a college student. And I'd be like, Oh, that it, I can sense a home in my soul. This sounds so kooky, but it's like, that's not here. Like I know that that's somewhere else. And then when I would see them, um, when I saw Sufi on here, it was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's here. That's what, that's what I felt. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw him at the beacon a couple of times too. Yeah. I got to see him do a couple songs at Carnegie oh this my. past year for Philip Glass's birthday. I 
First of all, the two no. Right. That's mm-hmm. nuts. No. Yeah, Pat. I no. it Pat, didn't happen. Don't lie to me, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live here. Well, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, a friend asked <gasps> if I wanted to go to that show and I was looking through and uh like Sufjan was on it, Iggy Pop was on it. No. And but like Carnegie is beautiful. Yes. And Sufjan walking out in kind of just like Jeans that had paint on them. Did he really? And like kind of a garbage looking baseball cap. And then singing this hauntingly beautiful song in Carnegie Hall was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Sufjan, you punk. Come on. How does, <laughs> how can he do that? With then Philip he can Glass go to... sitting on the side of the stage, just kind of shaking his head like, yeah, this is, this I would is have cool. lost my mind. Oh, I did. Philip Glasses. I mean, yeah. I can't. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> That's so cool. So what for you is the... What's the ex- you're kind of describing it already, but what's the experience of going to a, a Sufjan show? Um, uh, I am dramatic in nature, so I think <laughs> I think that this is like a, a, but the way that I've described him before is I literally sit on the edge of my seat, like that's like not mm-hmm. in wordplay, but my mouth is agape and I sit on the edge of my seat because it's it's like being at the circus, um, and you just watch. Uh, his brain unfold it's almost like you're in somebody's dream journal i mean it's so weird it's so (laughs) freaking weird um and yet so beautiful and oddly inclusive um and like it it's just an experience it's and it's just something no show or uh, no show none of his shows based off of the different albums have been anything alike and I think that that's so neat. One of the things I worry about as a comedian is, uh, like, will I ever, if I give someone a good experience while I'm on stage, will I ever be able to recreate that? And, like, it, whether it's the same type of experience or different, like, will the, if they felt great one time, can I do that again? And he's cool for me because it's, like, I've, I've just never been disappointed. Every time I've gone, it's been totally different and whoever opened for him was totally different, mm-hmm. uh, different style. And like, it's just been really magical and, and weird. I mean, I think weird is just yeah. the best way to describe it, but in the nicest way. Yeah. And I also think there's something from the artist's point of view of, can I recreate this? Can I do this for this audience yeah. again? That is amplified by asking, can I do the? Can I make the audience feel this way again without doing this material again, right. or without right. doing this show again? Right. Can I do it again with something totally different? Yes. And it sounds like what you're describing is that he really is able to accomplish that, and that's such a difficult thing to accomplish because, God, most of us hope that we can just make the audience feel the same way with the same material. Yes. We just hope yeah. that we can be consistent <laughs> in any way. Truly, that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. And for him to lack the consistency of, you know, ma- maybe the material, the content yep. is different, but can but keep up the consistency of the experience yeah. is really a, an admirable and, and unique thing. Yes. I totally agree. That's yeah. And so it's cool. exciting to have the relationship that he has with his audience where it's, I'm sure you just trust him. That's exactly right. You just trust that he's going to do something cool. Yeah. And it's probably, I mean, I wonder if you get goggles enough with artists that you love like that, where any, like maybe anything he'd put out, I think was cool at this point. Like I just trust him so much and like Mm -hmm. him so much. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but e- yeah, everything that he's ever done, I'm like, I own on vinyl and I like listen yeah. to, I mean, I just have an every which way so I can listen to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that way sometimes too, where an album comes out or a movie comes out and I'm like, do I just like this? Because it's a thing that I've always liked. Right. And something I'm trying to teach myself, uh, specifically referring about Star Wars. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, oh, I'm ready. Because we could talk about that too. Last Jedi, I well, have some very strong positive yeah, feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but like, I know that the way my personality is, is I love it. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. And so what I've been trying to get into is like, how do you criticize or uh, look at something that you love yeah. critically? And there's certain parts of me where I'm just like, I mean, maybe that wasn't, the best thing to happen musically or cinematically or whatever but i also kind of don't care yeah uh-huh and that's like also a cool place to get to especially yeah. when it turns into something that yeah i like this right. and i know i like it and i'm sure it has flaws but i don't care yeah for me it is a bit of part of me enjoying something a lot is kind of picking at it like i kind of <gasps> enjoy um identifying the the weaknesses a bit yeah. because yeah. I think ultimately I like it so much that it's not really going to matter, you know? And there's a bit of that, like, you know it so well so that that's why you can pick it apart. And if I didn't care and if I didn't really like it, I wouldn't know it well enough to even tear it down, you know? And I like doing that with things like like Star Wars or even my favorite band releases an album. I like to be a little cynical about it because the real thing is then if you're like, okay, Evan, you're, if you're complaining about this, then how do you feel about it? And the answer is like, oh, I should just shut up. I love it. You yeah. Know? Uh-huh. Um, well, but it gives me something to talk about. I, uh, to me, I, I long to have a personality like yours, if that makes sense. And maybe Pat and I are more similar, but it's like I, I, I being losing critique I know that at least this bleeds into my friendships too well I have to say like this is what I think but you should probably ask other people because maybe I've lost it just because it's like I'm encompassed completely by love of whatever it is who you are Mm -hmm. and what you're creating that I'm just like that was magical (laughs) like that I wish I had more criticism in me and I'm I'm trying to build it in myself not to come at it from an angle of like you know, maybe this thing could be better or whatever, but more from an angle of how can I learn from this yeah. for my own things? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, just to get back to, cause I want to ask you about long songs too. Oh yes. And I, I mean, really, cause I love long songs and I think it's so interesting when you have a song that's 25 minutes to uh, lose yourself in and always get something new out of it. And um, especially thinking about critique in a long song Mm -hmm. where it's something that maybe the first time does not work for you. But then like, I could see this song being a song that does not click for me. Yeah. And then two, three years down the line, all of a sudden it's, Oh, Oh, I get it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, number one critique with most long songs, too long, too long. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people are going to say, Hey, maybe shorten up that song. They're too long. But there's obviously something intentional, you know, in most cases about, um, choosing to put a very long song on an album like yes. you're really you're really doing a in very intentional thing and i i wonder i i wonder i wonder what that is like i wonder if that's i mean i'm relating t- like too much well they are performers but i wonder if that's like their 
they're not to improvisation or if it's that's like I'm curious as to what the that's sort of like that they're able to just let go and not be constrained by like oh it, songs are three minutes and or they're between three and four and a half or whatever right. um I mean a lot of long songs I think people think of immediately will think of uh bands that use improvisation yeah. you know like jazz or jam bands things like that but Obviously, there are many recorded pieces that are on standard albums that are very long. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's an element of improvisation or if it's just the desire to kind of see something to its natural end. Maybe it starts with something like improvisation and they find where it goes and it keeps going and it keeps going. Yeah. And it has different movements and things like that. And you don't want to constrain it maybe you want to let it be whatever it intended to be yeah and then other times kind of my guess with this song is that he maybe wrote disparate elements and just wanted them or maybe thematically felt like they could go together yeah and someone might do that on a three song ep and some people might do that in one big song or or whatever you know yeah that's so true yeah there is um definitely multiple angles you can like come at that with which is interesting yeah are songs of this length something that you find yourself listening to a lot yes and i was uh, once i picked it i was like what was that song called but uh i for my i think it was i don't remember what year of my life but there was like a year or two of my life that i fell asleep every single night to goodbye sky harbor by jimmy world yeah (laughs) oh boy i mean what a song what a song and it's the same idea it might even be longer maybe it's like 27 minutes but Mm -hmm. um i think i gravitate towards longer songs like that because it uh it which is so funny anything i've ever written if um if you're ever in a room with me i'll say like nothing should be longer than a minute. <laughs> I'm like, that's, it's, that's boring. But music is so different to me that I would, because you're already used to listening to a full album, mm-hmm. I would, in, in theory, listen to a song as a full album, yeah. what, like what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so I think I really do like that. And I do really like, I think, becoming entranced by songs. Like there's something mm-hmm. in Goodbye Sky Harbor is like this, where it's like you just like you you're like hypnotized by whatever they've chosen to play uh so i think i i think that that's very cool yeah and my enjoyment of it uh especially when songs get into that 20 30 40 yeah. minute range it leaves so much more room to sort of explore the one song yeah because when you have an album and it's 12 songs and maybe the whole album's 45 minutes yep. that's great but e- having each song be three minutes, you know, you can sort of dive into a song, but if you listen to that same song a lot, yeah. it's going to get old. Yeah. So part of the enjoyment for me is having a song that's 20, 30 minutes and then being able to go, okay, well, this run from 17 minutes yes. to 21 minutes, uh-huh. that is what this is. To yeah, me. exactly. Yeah. And that's a fun way to sort of. Uh, especially when I try to convince people that they need to listen to this Godspeed You Black Emperor album with me. <laughs> yeah. It's a fun way to sort of be able to sort of dive in and tease out, even on instrumental music, like what this means to me or what this feels like to me right. without any words. Right. Yeah. If this 
episode were a long song, this would be the part where there's a siren in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone would be like, I love that part where there's a siren in the background. Do you guys remember the part when there was an emergency somewhere and there was a siren in the background? <laughs> I love that part. I related like to the, that. It's uh, like the dystopian movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 A yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite are dystopian podcasts. I one time had to call in to a podcast where uh, I don't remember what happened. Where, like I couldn't get to the studio, so I had to call in. Uh-huh. And I sat near a barge that honked <laughs> like every three or four minutes. It was so funny. And I'd be like, I'm so sorry. I will wait for the, we'll wait for the bar. Okay. Hold for barge. Hold for barge. Hold for barge. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm really so sorry. Where were you sitting that you were <laughs> next to a barge? Well, great segue because my favorite place in the world is Brooklyn Bridge Park, ah. um, which is along the water. They mm-hmm. have... I am obsessed with sports and they have, uh, actually other than softball, Evan and I play on the Mm -hmm. same softball team, but they don't have softball down there, but they have soccer and beach volleyball and basketball and and ping pong and barges. And so I like sat on the pier and was like, "Uh Oh, there we go. (laughs) What if I was like, Oh, I was just on 23rd and (laughs) six, you know, I mean, New York, right? Yeah. Only in New York. Is there a barge just being pulled down the street? No, it's, uh, it's funny. You mentioned, that in a writer's room, you'd want stuff to be short. And yes. we're talking about music because uh, one of your most recent shows that you put up is a lot of short music-driven yes. sketches, yes. right? Yes. Uh, can you tell us about that show a little bit? I, uh, My uh, close friend Kelly Quinn and I wrote a show called Power Hour, and we wanted it to be uh, like a power hour for the audience members where there'd be a song for a minute and then it would switch and there'd be a new sketch. (laughs) And uh, like our brains, I don't know if we trained ourselves this way or if it was natural, but now like my brain just thinks in terms of musical sketches and not in the way, not in like performative musical sketches where I'm singing and dancing, even though we, we do a fair amount of dancing. Um, but, uh, uh, Basically, we ha- it's just 30 minutes of blackout sketches um, mm-hmm. where it's like a song and there's one joke and you're out. Because that's, that's really what I can tolerate. It's like, <laughs> let them laugh once, prob- maybe laugh at the same exact thing one more time and then get the heck yeah. out of there. Yeah. You yeah. ever think you'll do a version of that show where it's... Uh, like this song and it's the same thing for 25 minutes oh my gosh imagine if we did that that would be so cool where I think the idea of it like being what we hoped which is sort of the same like this we hope Mm. that it would be fluid enough that people would forget that they were sitting for 30 minutes watching Mm -hmm. something Um, so I like that kind of idea where it's like almost the music never stops in that time Mm. where it just like bleeds into the next thing yeah, totally. I think that yeah. that is a that is something I think that show does and is a great experience for an audience because like someone sitting down to maybe listen to a 25-minute song, yeah. um, an audience sitting down to watch a 25-minute sketch show, you know, you could like lose them. Yes. They could start to wander. Yes. They could do whatever. But being able to come like minute after minute with song after song is a really great way to keep their damn attention. That's really, we were like just trying to be tricksters, I think. <laughs> uh, because anytime that I, um, most of the time that I write things that are singular character pieces for myself, I'm much more selfish where I'm just like, what makes me laugh? And what, like, what is mm-hmm. the most dumb thing that I can think of? Um, but for when Kelly and I wrote Power Hour, we really focused in on 
what would we as an audience member want to sit through? And it certainly was, I want to, I want to, everybody likes music. There's, I mean, I just think it's like the thing that brings us all together. If comedy is healing, I feel like music is the connector. And so it's to sit for 25 or 30 minutes and listen to music and laugh at the same time was like, oh, I'd go to that. So if I can write that, that means I'm doing, that's, that's, that's what I would want to go see. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah, uh, that's a really great way to approach a show. Yeah. What the heck do I want to see? Yeah, right? And make that thing. And make that thing. It was, real, it was really fun. So I think we'll make a bunch more like that because we, we have this list of, like every music is just so stupid and funny. Um, and, and once you have an, it's fun to enjoy it. And then once you have an eye for like, how could this song be comedy? Every song like has a spark in some sort of way where, you know, I'll send Kelly texts that are like, Hey, can we put a lot of goop on me? And I, uh, can we have a live birth to genuine's pony where I'm a pony, (laughs) you know, like things where I'm like, will that work? Or is that too much? That's too. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, just like every song is like, Oh man, what could that, that would be really funny. Uh, uh, so it's fun to just, um, I, I, I love music so much and I listen to so much of it that it's fun to like, just have a different lens for, even why you're listening mm-hmm. like, Oh, not just enjoyment, but like, what, what could I do that would make people laugh through this song? Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, you heard it here first. Music is stupid and funny. <laughs> <laughs> Music is stupid and funny. Um, Amanda Joby, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, thank I, you. it was truly the best night of my life. Where, uh, <laughs> How can people uh, keep up with you? Oh my gosh. I mean, my, they can't, but how can they try? My home phone number is <laughs> 555. Don't do uh, it. Evan. Um, <laughs> you get that number? It's I've been good trying number. for years. It's a good number. It's such a good number. Um, I mean, you can find me on my website. My website has when, when all my shows are at amandagob.com. Um, and like, if you dare follow me on Instagram, uh, because I post like once an hour. So good. <laughs> um, if you follow me on Twitter, which is my handles, Amanda Giobi, you'll, um, my partner uh, in comedy, Kelly Quinn, calls me the uh, Twitter bot because I like have never tweeted a genuine uh, original thought. I just find other people and I'm like, <laughs> oh, retweet that. That's good. I like that so much. So follow me on Twitter for like who else is great, you know? Um, a great. That's great advice. Yes. Efficient. Like, and, or you can find me at Brooklyn Bridge Park. That's also, yeah, that's yeah. a great place to search for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably be there. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone out there for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please, you know, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, rate, review, do all the cool podcast things you know how to do. Um, and know that we love you. Yeah, we love you. We love your friends that you're going to tell about this. Yeah. And, uh, Send us some long songs that you guys like. Ooh, <gasps> yeah, I got to listen to them. Um, I love that. That would be great. Yeah. 20 minutes or more. Or more. Or more. Amanda, thank you again so much for joining us. It was such a treat, truly. Of course. Yeah. It really was. It really was. And to everybody else, until next time. I'm ready. I'm doing it right now. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Oh, I say it all way? Yeah. Oh, hit repeat. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just leave all of that. <laughs> I think it's all good. I thought, I thought it was a group shout. Oh, that would be fun, too. I was given great instructions. Repeater is hosted by Evan Ford Barden and Patrick Cartelli. This episode was recorded at Magnet Training Center in New York City, where they offer classes in improv, musical improv, sketch writing, storytelling, and more. 
Find out more at magnettheater.com. Visit us online at repeater.show for live dates, hot music tips, and show archives. Theme music by the Sun Lions. Everything else by Love Nest Productions. Welcome to Repeater. <laughs>